new year, new you, right? Nah, it's a new year, but it's the same you with the same issues you've had before you flipped the calendar. But right now you have the motivation and the drive to do something different, something better. Today, we'll help you set and reach your goals for 2022 with help from Allison Jackson. She is an NASM certified personal trainer, precision nutrition certified coach, and pro masters figure competitor. Allison is also the host of the Fit to Lead podcast. Stick around to hear five simple ways to improve your wellness in the new year. This is The Fit Mess, conversations with world-class experts in the fields of mental, physical, and emotional health. In this episode... It's about getting outside of your comfort zone and pushing through the things that might not feel comfortable. Because it, 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 once you get past that, and you'll find that if you do stick with it, it becomes second nature. Now here are your hosts, Zach and Jeremy. Welcome to The Fit Mess. Thanks for listening while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing right now. I'm Zach, he's Jeremy, and together we're two vulnerable guys helping you overcome struggles to achieve your mental and physical wellness goals. Today, we're talking about what many of you are going through right now, building healthier habits, finding the motivation to keep going, and how to not fall back into old patterns that haven't served you. I'm right there with you. I don't do New Year's resolutions typically, but calendars do start over every year, and this is a good time to sort of reflect on your life, what's working, what isn't, and who you want to be when the calendar turns over again next year. Personally, I'm starting small. Something I've, I've got a long list, Zach, of things that I want to do, things that I know have worked for me in the past. And rather than doing what I would normally do and just trying to do all of them on January 1st and hang on to as many of them as I can until February 8th when they've all fallen off the list, this time I'm going backwards. I'm starting with just one. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just tracking my calories and my macros every day to try and just feel better because for the last few weeks I've been waking up and just not feeling great and I know it has a lot to do with what I'm eating. So I'm just tracking that. I've, I've set the numbers that I want to hit every day, and that's my goal. And from there, as that becomes habit, I'll add more. I'll add in the breath work and the yoga and the running and all of the things that are on my giant list that I want to add this year. But by starting small, I know from history, from my past, that starting small is the way that I'm going to be successful in whatever goals I take on to improve my wellness this year. I, I tend to go the other way myself. I, I pick eight to 173 things that I'm going <laughs> to try new that day. Right. And I'm going to do them all that day with the occasional one or two things. It's like once a week, but that's my sure pattern for failures to add too many things. So mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. And I'm actually just adding one thing mm-hmm. to my list in addition to my normal healthy routines. And that's really just mindfulness and meditation. I am not good at it which is not really the point of meditation. That's mm-hmm. not the important part, but I'm very uncomfortable doing it. So mm-hmm. my resolution is to just spend five minutes every day yeah, quietly meditating, whether I'm good at it or not, and just do it for 30 days and make it a habit. And then I'll move on from there. But that's yeah. just the one thing I'm adding this month. That's my goal too. It's just, I'm going to do this one thing for the month of January. I'm just tracking calories and, and macros every day. And it's funny, I've already had a couple of days where I'm like, oh, what's the point? You've done this before. You're going to give up in t- 10 days. It's going to be pointless. You're, you're, you're going to take a day off and then you're going to backslide and you won't get back on the horse. And every time I have that feeling now, I just have to say to myself, you don't have to worry about doing it for 30 days. You just have to do it today. You don't have to worry about how you're going to do it on Saturday when your routine's broken and things are out of the sorts. You just have to do it today. And come January 31st or whatever, if I missed a day or two, okay, I missed a day or two. 
I just have to keep it in my mind that I just have to do it today because the more I think about, God, can I really keep this up? What's going to be the point? How am I going to benefit? It just, it just spirals into a big monster that shuts itself down and I don't reach those goals because yeah. I overthink it. Oh, that's a, that's a really good way of, of looking at it just today. And I do want to say when you do have that thought of what's the point, it's not going to stick around. You're right. It might not stick around, but I think you're a testament to it. I'm a testament to it. Doing these kinds of things, even if you only do it for 30 days and then you go back to an old way of eating, mm -hmm. some of it does stick. Yeah. When I feel like I'm eating bad today compared to eating bad 10 years ago, two vastly different things, right? Because mm -hmm. some little things have stuck. So uh, even if you only do it for 30 days and then you go back to your old ways, there's going to be a couple of things that change. Yeah. You're going to be a little bit better. That's something that you're always really good about reminding me is that no matter how crappy I feel about the way I'm living my life, you're always like, dude, were you doing this 10 years ago? No, you're right. I'm better. <laughs> I'm living better. Are you where you want to be today? Maybe not. No. But you're closer. But that's the thing. I don't know that there will ever be a day that I'll be like, oh, I'm good. I got, I got this dialed. Like I'm always going to be striving for something better, yeah. like feeling better in some way, looking better in some way. I don't know if there will ever come a day in my life when I'll just wake up and go, ha, I got it, man. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. But I get really frustrated too, looking forward at the road ahead mm -hmm. of, of where I want to get to. And then I feel like a failure because I'm not there yet. Yep. And it's always those moments where it's really important to take a look backwards at the road that you did travel and look at how much progress you did make and remind yourself that you're going to continue to grow and you're going to get there. It'll just take a little bit of time. And remind yourself, I think one of the first things we said on our first episode is that you're exactly perfect right where you are right now, because if you weren't, you wouldn't be where you are right now. You'd be somewhere else. Exactly. Well, that's a look at some of the things that we're trying to do better in 2022, but our guest today has a lot of great ideas to keep you motivated and moving toward your goals. Her name is Allison Jackson. Among many other accomplishments, she is the host of the Fit to Lead podcast. We started by asking her about where her passion for fitness came from. So I've always been into fitness. I played field hockey in high school and college. I used to read my dad's muscle fitness magazines. I used to lift in our grungy, unfinished basement and always dreamed of being like those, those people on the cover, right? Like the Corey Everson, I'm totally dating myself in the eighties of being able to transform your body through, you know, nutrition and weight training. So fast forward, I, str I struggled with my weight throughout my teenage years in college. I gained the college 15, got married, had kids gained 40 pounds with each kid. So I always battled my weight, but I was always into fitness. I did marathons, I did triathlons, but in the back of my mind, I really always wanted to do a bodybuilding competition. Mm -hmm. So lo and behold, in 2012, I found a trainer and I prepped for my first show and I thought it would be a one and done type of thing, but I got hooked. So I've been doing figure competitions every year since then. I've just finished my last one in August. And throughout that time, people kept asking me, like, what are you doing? I, I would drop like 15, 20 pounds every year. What are you doing to get ready? Like, what are you eating? How are you working out? In 2016, I started coaching people and just were helping friends and family, which grew into social media. And all of a sudden I, I launched this business. So I always say my business found me. Yeah. So your business though is Allison Jackson Fitness, right? Yes. All right. And, and, and do you primarily help women or do you help men and women? So my target audience is working women in their mid forties, fifties, women that are just getting coming up upon perimenopause, menopause. That's not to say I will help the occasional guy. Cause I, I do have my, my dad bod friends that are like, please help me. Like, what do I need to do? But my target audience is uh, working women. 
Yeah. I, I, just in my experience, men and women, some things in the fitness world apply to both, but in some cases it's very different advice that you'd have to give to, from one to the other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mainly around like hormonal issues. Like obviously men don't have a cycle. So it's a lot of that. And that plays a huge role. I feel like men could typically lose weight fairly quickly, just making minor adjustments, whereas women really struggle. Yeah. I can, I can testify to that. My wife and I, whenever we do something together, just eating a little bit differently for the month, it's, uh, I try and keep my success quiet because it usually Art. doesn't. Yeah. I, yeah. I try to, but <laughs> doesn't always work out that way. (laughs) So I was looking at the blog on your website. And one thing that really struck me was you were doing fitness competitions. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I think exercise, lifting weights, building those muscles. But the articles that I saw, there was very few of them that were actually about exercise. There was more all this talk about what you eat and your mindset and supplements and things like that. And I I really just want to get to the gym and do my hour and be done. But that's not all there is to it, is there? No. And I learned that the hard way. It took a good 20 years, especially when I was doing triathlons and marathons. I was like, oh, I'm running like 20, 30 miles a week. I like to eat whatever I want. But my body never really changed. It really wasn't until I focused on eating the right proportion of protein, carbs, and fat that completely transformed my body. And I I learned quickly, you cannot train a bad diet. You cannot fool your body. And the nutrition is 90% of where your transformation and changes are going to come from that the exercise, the lifting, the cardio is going to help you along, but the nutrition is really the core. So if somebody is just jumping into this right now and they've, they've been maybe working out or, or lifting weights, but they haven't really taken a look at their diet, where, where should somebody start to look? What are some of the common things that people start? looking at with their diet? Yeah. So I tell everyone right off the bat, download the free app, my fitness pal, just start tracking what you eat. Don't change anything. Just get a a week under your belt and just take a look at what you're eating and take a look at the proportion of carbohydrates, fat, and protein, as well as my fitness pal. The beautiful thing is it also shows you your fiber, your sodium, your sugar, and you want to make sure that you have the the percentages. We call them bodybuilder percentages, 40% protein, 40% carbs, 20% 20% fat. So it is a moderately high protein, low fat diet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to get you where you need to go. And in addition, don't let my fitness pal set your calories. If you're, you say your goal is to lose weight, they will automatically set you at 1200 calories, whether you are a 200 pound man or an 150 pound woman. So like my 14 year old daughter needs more than 1200 calories. So don't let my fitness pal do that. There's a site called tdeecalculator.net, which will tell you how many calories you need to maintain, lose, and gain? Yeah, I know. At the first time I used my fitness pal, it told me that it was like twelve hundred calories, and I was like, okay, so I can I can eat like a piece of toast, like mm-hmm. that. That's not enough. And then I went and figured out what my actual calories were, and for me to lose with my activity level, it was like closer to twenty three hundred calories to lose weight. Yeah, and that's just really bad advice. Go eat 12. That's half the nutrition I need. That would have been detrimental to me, right? Yes. Yes. And that is one of the things that I know it sounds counterintuitive, but 
you really only need a slight deficit to lose weight. And the, the diet culture, the workout culture is torture, starve yourself, whatever the quick fix is, whether it's keto, whole 30, but it's not, it's, you can eat, there's no bad foods, nothing is off limits. It's just a moderate deficit that you need to eat, but you need to eat. So the metabolism is like a burning fire. You need to add wood to a fire to get it roaring. Same with the metabolism. You need to feed your body in order to get that, the energy to be able to lose weight. Yeah. So does, does it change though? So as you, as you start to feed the fire appropriately, does that number of calories that you need to maintain or lose weight, does that change as your metabolism starts burning faster or hotter? Yes. So as you, as your body starts to change, so once you start to drop 10, 15, 20 pounds, you want to redo your numbers, right? You want to see what, what, where do you need? Cause you're, you're going to get more efficient at burning calories. So yeah, you're going to, you might need to increase your deficit by a little bit. But the key is, and I know the guys know this about lifting weights, but lifting weights is like money in the bank. So muscle at rest burns calories, fat does not. So the more muscle you build, the better your metabolism is going to be, the more calories you could take in. But again, mm -hmm. to build muscle, you need to eat, like to build a house, you need wood. So, but I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. Yeah. I, I will say that that was the one thing I was eating less than I needed to when I was lifting weights and was wondering why I was so sore for so long and like my belt wasn't changing much, but the weight was dropping. So it like, it was all, it all seemed wrong. And then I, I really dialed in like the diet and all of a sudden the weight stayed the same belt started getting looser and I just felt better. Anything that was sore was sore for a couple of days, but then it was mostly gone. I will say over and over again, diet, like really yes. dialed in. But I, let's go back one more step on that, mm -hmm. right? Because I know for me, when I think I want to get fitter, I want to get healthier, I want to lose weight, I want to do the, these things, I set these goals and I have this faith in my future self that it's going to carry out all of the intentions that I set in that present moment. And then I get to that state and my future self goes, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so what about mindset? It seems like before you're thinking about your diet, before you're thinking about your weight, you really got to think about your mindset. What, what's your take on that? Yeah. So mindset is so critical. That is the one thing I, I always tell my clients, like, I can't, I can't give you the motivation. Like you need to dial in your mindset and some key ways to do that is through mindfulness, meditation, those two things together, they're going to help improve your mindset. So how does that work? So when you're more mindful, when you're paying attention, you're, you're being present, you're in the moment, that's going to help you focus. It's going to help you stay where you need to stay and not get stressed out and get that monkey mind. Meditation is a practice in mindfulness. So sitting in silence or with a mantra or you're you know, counting your breaths for five or 10 minutes a day does a world of good. And then uh, on top of that, so you have your mindfulness, your meditation, all, the, all impacts your mindset. You're, it's important to have a growth mindset. Don't see things as an obstacle. See them as an opportunity. What do I learn from this? What do I get from this? And that includes your diet and workouts. Not every day is going to be rainbows and sunshine. And it's important to, how do you get out of that? How do you get out of that rut, that dark place? I had a cookie. Oh crap. Now I had a piece of cake that, and all of a sudden you're going down this rabbit hole. And one way to kind of stop it at its tracks, in addition to meditation is uh, gratitude. Make a list, just drop everything, make a list, 10 things I'm grateful for. It could be everything to my electricity, my electricity's on, my kids are healthy down to, I, I, got a, I woke up and got out of bed today. Like it could be as little as that, but I think that is a great way to kind of keep those 
mindfulness mindset, the whole thing kind of in check. Yeah. I, I, I say it all the time and I do mean it when people say, how are you? My answer is I woke up today. Everything else is gravy. The, the gratitude in that is, I will say gratitude has changed me considerably that that's love it. When people, when people say that I, so mindset, getting yourself in the right, in the right space. I know again, for me, like getting to the gym is 95% of the battle for me, but that, that means building habits, you know, and, and any habit is uncomfortable at first and it's not fun. What's your take on habits and how to build habits? I'd love to hear mm-hmm. what you tell people and, and how they work through that to build these things. Yeah, I love that. And so what I try to tell people, if you haven't read, read Atomic Habits by James Clear, amazing book, what you want to do is set triggers to instill those habits. And a great example I'll use is, uh, so I coach my mom and she loves to sit on her iPad and just play games in the morning. And I was like, you got to get, you got to get your workout in. You got to, I was like, and she's like, oh, but I just like to just relax a cup of coffee, play my game. I said, okay. So after go take a three mile walk and your reward is to play your game. After you walk, you cannot play the game until you walk. So it's looking for ways to reward yourself, looking for triggers. Like I hate cardio and I, I just, I despise it. And I do the minimal, minimal amount. But if I know I could read a book while I'm walking on the treadmill or listen to a podcast while I'm on the bike, then that's incentive for me. And I'm, I look forward to it. Cause I'm like, okay, that's the treat I get. And that's the important thing too, is I always tell people, you're not a dog. Don't treat yourself to food. Don't reward yourself with food. Cause you went to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's tying rewards, tying triggers to the things that you want to do. So you look forward to doing it. If you dread it and you hate it, you're not going to do it. Yep, absolutely. I know for me, I I dreaded going and working out for a long time. At one point in my life, I was right around 300 pounds. And when I was in that, that mode, it was just, it was really hard for me to build those habits because it, it was a struggle and it was really hard. And any growth that you do, whether it's your mindset, losing weight, getting fitter, none of it happens overnight, does it? No, no. So it's, yeah, tell me, tell me about that. I, I was going to say it, not to, not to bring in like the, the fitness metaphor, but it's about sets and reps. It's about, it's about doing it over and over. It's about getting outside of your comfort zone and pushing through the things that might not feel comfortable because it, it, it once you get past that and you'll find that if you do stick with it, it becomes second nature is brushing your teeth, right? Like how many people are like, Oh, I can't think of the thought of going through the day without brushing my teeth. That's how I feel about working out every morning. Like I have to do something or I feel like throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I I've gotten myself to that point. I used to work out in the afternoon and I've now switched it to the morning. And now it's just, if I start my day without my workout, something's wrong, Yes. but it took me so long to get there. Like it really does take a while. You have to be persistent with it. Right. Yeah. It definitely does take a while and, and you can't overthink it. You can't like lay in bed and say, I don't want to work out. Like you just have to get out and just start moving, just start going towards whatever it is. Cause once you start thinking and you get in your head, it's done. Yes. It doesn't take much either. Like just the snooze button is so easy, right? Yes. Yes. Very easy. And, and even I struggle with that. Like sometimes I wake up and I start to think, I'm like, no, don't think, just get out of bed and go. Don't, you know, don't get, don't think how warm and comfortable the bed is. <laughs> yep. That's, I think that's one my biggest struggling point is just getting out of bed. And I will say um, on my phone, there's an option to remove the snooze button. And oh. that made the biggest difference 
ever. If there's no snooze button, you can't hit it, right? That's it. Reducing the barrier, right? Yeah. It's like, well, whatever's going to, you know, kind of whatever struggle you're going to have, if you can remove it. And that's a great one. Yeah. It's unfortunately, I need to put those barriers in place a lot. So you work with a lot of people. I would love to hear what are some common things that you see that people want when they're looking to get healthier or fitter? And what are some of the, the, the more common obstacles that people run into? Yeah. So everyone, especially I think of this day and age with social media and instant gratification, everybody wants it fast. They want the magic bullet. They want it instantly. And they want it right, right after they've eaten really well for one or two days. Well, why mm-hmm. is the scale moving? You know, your weight is like a roller coaster. It goes up and down every day, everything from the, the moon to the, your sodium level to your water, everything changes the scale. And specifically for women, I obviously, I don't know if men deal with the daily ups and downs of the scale, but I know women struggle. It's a trigger for a lot of them. And what I typically say is it's just a point in time to either look at it as a weekly average, take your weight every two weeks, focus on your measurements. But when it comes to changes you can make to really affect making a change in your body, it's looking at your sodium, a lot of processed foods, a lot of deli meats and stuff, beef jerky, a lot of it has sodium. So you just have to be careful because that's going to make you retain water and, and make the scale go up and then prioritize protein. So mm-hmm. I would say protein first and then calories. You want to hit those two. Those are most important because you can find carbs and fat and everything. That's super easy to hit. Uh, but if you build your meals and your pro- your meals and your snacks around protein and protein builds muscle, keeps you full, It'll, it will keep you from overeating. I don't know anybody who's, who overeats grilled chicken. So that, that's always what I tell people. And then make sure you drink a lot of water. You got to stay high. You can't lose weight unless you're hydrated. But there's, there's, there's water and coffee, right? That counts, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to count it. I'm like, why well, drink way too much coffee? I love coffee. I know me too, too much. <laughs> so you mentioned the scale. Mm-hmm. How important is the scale really? It's really not as important as you think it is. And it's taken me a long time to learn that. The scale is just a number. It's like I said, a moment in time, but here's the thing. So the scale is just a metric. You want to know, are you sleeping? Are you sleeping a good solid seven, eight hours of quality sleep? Are you getting enough to drink? Are you getting movement? Are you getting, and that just doesn't mean get your 30 or 30 or 60 minute weight training formal workout in. Are you moving throughout the day? Cause if you sit on your ass all day, but you've gotten a 30 minute workout in, well, it's like. The, the non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, neat, the movement all day, the fidgeting, walking in the mail, that burns that more percentage of calories than your workout does. So the mm-hmm. more you move throughout the day, that's just going to help you. So it's all those things, all those things. The scale is just one, but one little metric in the whole scheme of things. You really want to look at, at, at holistically at your whole, like, how is everything, your energy level? Are you crushing it and feel strong in the gym? Right. Um, all of those things matter more than, than that number does. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned earlier, I noticed when I changed my eating and I really wasn't counting calories. I was just eating to fuel the workouts. My belt changed. My pants started fitting differently and the weight didn't change at all. Like it was the exact same number and I knew what was happening, but if I hadn't known that I would have gotten really discouraged and really upset that that number wasn't moving. Do people fall into that trap? Yes. Yes. All the time. And I, I try to explain to them like that. That's beautiful. thing. that's body recomposition where you're replacing fat with muscle. That is why you're shrinking and muscle weight was heavier than fat. So that is why the scale won't change. So to your point, it's like, I always say to women, I'm like, if you feel fabulous, 
Why do you care what the number says? Especially these women that just, I just want to lose five pounds, just five pounds. It goes five pounds really going to make or break you. Is that a dress size? Is that really going to make a huge difference in your life? I'm like, why don't you just focus on feeling good? And they're like, yeah, you're right. You know, if you could have wine and pizza and just eat healthy. And I'm like, well, who cares about the five pounds? Mm-hmm. So even, even competing, they don't care what you weigh. They don't care. Nobody cares. They care how yeah. lean you are. Right. Right. <laughs> so I want to ask about eating because I, I have my own theories on eating, but you mentioned earlier that anything goes so long as you're within your fueling your body properly and you're within the calorie content, the calorie counts that you're, that's right for you. So does that mean, so if I, if I was eating 1200 calories, I could eat just a pint of ice cream every day. (laughs) Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I used to follow Weight Watchers back in the day after I had my kids. And that was one of the things I absolutely hated about it was I was like, you give me these points and I can eat cake all day and I'm fine because I I hit my points. So with macros and tracking macros and really your, your protein, your carbs and your fat, you have to hit those numbers. So you're not going to hit your protein number if you're eating a pint of ice cream as one of your meals. Yeah. The other point in that too is, I always say it's the 80-20 rule. So you want to eat 80% lean protein, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, your healthy foods, and then 20%. That means Friday night, maybe you have a slice of pizza and a glass of wine with a salad. Like It doesn't mean go off the rails. There's no cheat meal. There, there's no bad foods, but it's really just give and take. If you know you're going to have a nice dinner out, you're going to eat a little bit lighter throughout the day. It's like a game of Tetris. It's a matter of fitting it in, but that doesn't mean you can have a pint of ice cream for every meal. I know for me, doing all of this by myself is challenging and difficult. And I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, of people getting a coach. I suspect you might be as well. Yes. I'm a huge proponent. And what's funny is, so like I said, for my first competition, I I found a competition coach, no matter what your goal is, if it's weight loss, running, weightlifting, powerlifting, there is a coach for everything, business coaches, career coaches. I mean, you name parent coaches, what you name it, whatever your goal is. If you have a coach, they're going to fast track your success. They have a framework and a methodology methodology. that's going to get you there faster than if you tried to do it on your own. So if somebody was looking for a coach, you may know one, right? I may know one. <laughs> so tell me about your, tell me about your coaching business then. Yes. So Allison Jackson fitness, I started it, like I said, after, after competing and what I love to do is help women reach their health goals. And it's funny. Cause it used to be, I used to be really focused on weight loss. We want to lose weight. My focus has changed, especially since the pandemic. So I really help women prioritize self-care so they could be at their best. And that usually involves losing weight but it also involves making sure that they take time for themselves, that they take care of themselves, whether that's meditation, whether that's just carving out time and not feeling guilty about it. There's that mom guilt, especially uh, for a lot of working women that you can't fill up anyone else's cup if yours isn't full. So I help women both one-on-one and in uh, small groups. I usually launch my groups like three times a year to just really help them just embrace the scale. First of all, that you're not a number. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to help them understand how to eat, both eating out on vacation, meal prepping, getting your whole family to eat healthy, that you're not creating separate meals for, for, for you and, and your kids and your husband. So it's been, it's been wonderful just to, to help people in that way. And then I also most recently partnered with a hypnotherapist because we talked about mindset and how critical that is. And yeah. so that's another aspect. And that's been hugely successful like the clients we work with, it's just amazing how powerful hypnotherapy has been. 
Oh, say more about that. I, I mm. want to hear what, what are you using it for and how does that work? Yeah. Jason, who I worked with ages ago. So he is a, an expert hypnotherapist. And what we do is we partner, he does coaching sessions focused strictly on hypnotherapy and any kind of issues, obstacles, blocks. And it's funny because I was not familiar with hypnotherapy. I'm like, I don't know, what is this? Are you going to make us like uh, bark like a dog? You hear all these things, but it's because I said, I was like, is it meditation? And he, he actually did some hypnotherapy on me. It's amazing. It puts you in this relaxed state where you get suggestions on different things that you might be struggling with and helping you with almost like affirmations and keeping a focus on what your goal is and getting there. So um, highly recommend if anyone has struggled with, maybe there's just some deep seated issues that, that you're struggling with. Hypnotherapy is a great option. That sounds intriguing. I've heard about it a couple of times and I'm I'm, I'm nervous about trying that because like you, like you said, like, am I going to bark mm -hmm. like a dog Yeah. or, or what are, what are the suggestions that are going to be fed to me yeah. um, during the session? But that's really, it's really quite safe, right? It is. It's okay. a very safe, it's very, it's almost like, it's almost like a, a guided um, meditation or visualization. Interesting. I'll have to do a little bit more research on that. Mm -hmm. If people are really looking to make a change in their lives and they haven't done anything, what would you say suggestion of one easy thing they could do right now to start right moving now, in that direction? For sure. It would definitely be the downloading the MyFitnessPal app. Download that, start tracking your food. That combined with just get, if, if you set a baseline, if you look at how many steps you get, I know everyone has either Apple watches, Fitbits, whatever it is. If you're currently at 5,000 steps, make it 7,000. If you're at 7,000, make it 10, but get that movement throughout the day. Cause that is a critical part as well to really kind of help you get on the right track. All right. But I work all day. I sit at a desk all day. Me too. <laughs> you got to carve out, even if it's five minutes. I mean, you have to get up to go to the bathroom at some point, take an extra lap around the house, run downstairs, throw a load of laundry in, just make, yeah. make those uh, steps will add up throughout the day. If you do a little bit every day. Yeah. I actually drink a lot of water every day for that reason, because the more water I'm drinking, the more I have to go to the bathroom. So I'm constantly, and my, my habit is if I go to the bathroom, I have to fill my water cup up. There so you go. It's, it's a vicious cycle all day. And there's your trigger. Yeah. <laughs> it works pretty I love well. It. I love all it. right. Well, we are just about out of time. So I'd love to ask you, you have a podcast and a book. Can you tell me a little bit about those? Yeah. So I have the fit to lead podcast and I typically like to bring people on there, experts that can help uh, people prioritize their self-care. We have a ton of different experts that talk about everything from meditation to workouts, to nutrition, to I've had Jason on there, the hypnotherapist. And then I also have a book, it's called Flab to Fab in eight weeks. And it's essentially uh, my coaching program in a book. So if you want to just, you know, try it out on your own, there's recipes, there's all different things in there, meal prep, workouts, all kinds of stuff. And you could get that on Amazon. All right. And if somebody wants to work with you directly, where can they find you online? Yeah, just come visit me at www.allisonjacksonfitness.com or you can follow me on social media at Allison Jackson Fitness. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll have links to all of that on the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Thank you for having me. All right. Great interview there. Our thanks to Allison Jackson. You can learn more about her and her services at allisonjacksonfitness.com. You know, I really like it when uh, I get to do an interview by myself because I really ask very 
personal questions Mm -hmm. of the guest of like things that I'm experiencing that I know a lot of other people are experiencing, but I really like this one because we went over a bunch of stuff like habit stacking, starting small, something to build a better mindset and that the scale really isn't as important as everyone makes it out to be. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And on the point about building a better mindset, as she mentioned, the thing you're taking on at least this month, hopefully longer, meditation and mindfulness, like really being aware, really being in the moment. That's what I'm relying on for my own goal. That's going to be a a really powerful tool to make sure that you stay focused on the goals you're trying to reach, no matter what they are, whether it's physical fitness or meditation or whatever it is that you're taking on. You've got to have the right mindset. You've got to just decide this is the thing that I'm doing now and not let things get in the way. So whether you're a New Year's resolution person or not, we'd love to hear your thoughts about today's episode and the goals that you've got for the year ahead. So head on over to the FitMess podcast community on Facebook and just let us know. You can find it in the show notes or by going straight to facebook.com slash guys. We'd also love it if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. We prefer five stars. Actually, we 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 would that's we, the only option. We require five stars. Yeah. I don't think like it even if you, works if you click anything less than than five yeah, stars. So, I wouldn't so test definitely. It. Definitely just hit the five stars and tell everyone why you love us. Uh, And as always, uh, all the details from today's episode can be found on our website, thefitmess.com. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcast player you're using. And join us next week. We will talk with Barton Bryan from the Mindset Forge podcast. We're going to sort of dive a little deeper on the idea of building a winning mindset and really staying focused on your goals. Great conversation with him. That's going to do it for today. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you next week at thefitmess.com. See everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.